0: This is the final fix podcast. This is just real people having real conversations surrounding substance abuse and the way addiction impacts communities. We're three brothers who have experienced addiction through a
1: family member. We each have unique perspectives to the same situation. And as we have healed to discussing, we want to
2: share our experience and speak with others who have been affected by substance abuse. Our goal with this podcast is to spread awareness of the harm of substance abuse. To talk to real people about their experience
1: and how they've healed. And to learn more about the role that substance abuse plays in communities and families.
2: We are not experts, just brothers who have had our own experiences around addiction and want to help others by facilitating conversations. Please be aware that some of these conversations may be difficult and triggering.
0: Any episodes that feature adult content will be labeled as explicit and may not be appropriate for children. Welcome, everyone, to the Final Fix podcast podcast. We are back again with another family member episode, but it's a little bit different. Um, we have Brooke, who's Alex's girlfriend, and she's going to be giving us uh, her story. She has a you know personal tie to some substance abuse that's really close to home for her, and somebody that has you know been in Alex and I's life as well for a long time. Uh, There's a big family tie there. So, without uh, any more than that, I'll let Brooke introduce herself and kind of. Tell us a little bit of background.
3: Well, I'm Rook. My oldest brother suffers from substance abuse, I suppose you could say. I also want to start off, both my mom and my brother listen to this podcast, and I want them to know how much I love them and care and appreciate them before I start this off. But my brother has been an addict for quite a few years. He's a recovering addict, excuse me. He's been sober for almost two years and doing great. He... It started when I was a child. I was about 11 years old and went into my adulthood. There was a few years of sobriety in the middle. And, you know, he he was a very – we were much closer when we were younger. He's making his way back into the family again. So I guess that's a little bit of a background about me and him and my story.
0: I guess I, I want to preface a couple of things. So – um, a like, I you know, Hannah's episode just came out. We just we talked about the same thing. Like, everybody's story is personal to them, and you know, I love that your mom and your brother listened to this, and um, but don't feel like you need to apologize, or you know, your experience with your brother's addiction is still your experience. So, oh no, there was um, no
3: apology there. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, I just mean like, so I guess you're it, it's your truth, so you know it. I hope that we do have your brother on someday to be able to talk um as well. Uh, so I just I guess wanted to lead with that. Like, you know, don't don't feel I guess don't feel any pressure there. Um and then another thing, so your aunt and uncle lived right next to our grandpa or right down the road from our grandpa. So we have all known each other for a long time before you and Alex dated. So that's like a a little bit more background on how we all know each other. Yeah, Uh,
3: definitely. I guess I didn't really go into our background um, and how we all know each other as much as I went into the background of kind of why I'm on the episode. But yeah, I have known Alex and his family since him and his sister, his sister and I were in diapers together. So it's been a long time.
2: Oh Yeah. And then you found your way back together.
3: And then here we are.
2: (laughs) So um, I guess I'll just lead. When, when was the first time that you, I mean, I guess as a child, it's kind of hard to tell, but when were you, when was the first time you knew that your brother was like using and it really like became real for you?
3: Oh, you know, it's crazy because I didn't know that he was using. Things were always off. But I didn't know that he was using until I was much older. I was 14 years old when I moved out of my parents house. I have I have a middle brother as well. And he was starting his senior year of high school. And I was starting my freshman year of high school when we decided to move out. It was about three or four years into the substance abuse. And it was around that time that I knew my my middle brother, Aaron, he told me we had a very real conversation about what was going on in our family as I got older and could understand things. And he told me what was going on.
2: And what was the, how did you process that when you heard that? Like uh, you said you were older, but obviously being a little bit older and in high school, you, you're aware of those things. But uh, was it a shock or was it you cut like you said things were always off so maybe you knew but were you still like no way it's not real type thing
3: No I mean I definitely believed him it it was like putting pieces to a puzzle together because the friends that Trevor had around the house and the friends that Aaron had around the house were different Trevor is my oldest brother who suffers with substance abuse and Aaron is my middle brother who is my middle brother and they had very different friend groups And for a while, it seemed like, okay, my brothers are just different people, so they have different friend groups. But then my mom was always driving Trevor's friends around and washing their laundry and doing special things for them that I'd never seen my friends' moms do for me and going very much out of her way. And she always sort of favored Trevor in a sense where she always kind of... Not that she wouldn't do those same things for Aaron and I, but I think that it was always this thing where like Trevor's friends needed that structure and that help and that discipline from my mom. And she was always the parent to give it to them, whether it was a ride somewhere or 20 bucks for this or washing their clothes. Like I said, they were always doing different things. So when Trevor and his friends were hanging out, it was always this kind of like suspicious weird in and out versus Aaron's friends were not that way they were more as you could say normal and just kind of hung out watched tv did whatever so things always seemed different between them and that kind of put it together for me when Aaron told me that I was like oh kind of makes sense to me now why everything's so different
1: I just, I wonder, like, how did you navigate that relationship uh, with your brother um, when you found out?
3: How did I navigate that relationship with Trevor?
1: Yeah. Like the boundaries you set, or if you didn't talk as much or didn't talk at all. um.
3: So when I was younger, it was much different. I was 11 years old when Trevor first, when substance abuse first was entered into our household, and I didn't really know until I was 14, and... I didn't really process anything until I was older. So then my brother was sober for about six years. And when he fell back off of the bandwagon, that's when I really set my boundaries. That's when I was able to say, no, this is not okay with me. I'm not allowing myself to be in this situation. I'm not allowing myself to be around you those kinds of things so when I was younger there was no boundary and I remember my mom and dad telling Aaron and I like we are going to visit your brother every other weekend in tri-cities or yakima or wherever he was in juvenile hall that time and that wasn't really a choice there was no choice to set boundaries when I was younger
1: do you feel like that affected you in like a negative way Um, like, do you feel like you didn't want to go visit him or you didn't know how to feel like what, like what was going on in the whole situation? Or do you feel like it was a good thing to kind of go through the process with him and your whole family?
3: I think that if my parents would have sat Aaron and I down and been like, Hey, this is what's going on. Your brother made some bad decisions. This is where he's saying, this is what the judge said. You know, we're gonna go visit him. If they would have set down a line and said, This is what's happening, this is what's going on, I think I would have felt a lot better about the situation. But I was in a dark and I knew nothing. And Aaron was smart enough and old enough to put two and two together without our parents saying anything to him. And I wasn't yet. And so it was frustrating. Sometimes I didn't wanna go because I wanted to hang out with my best friend or I wanted to do this or I was on a drill team and I, you know, would rather have been with my drill team girls or whatever. But that wasn't, there was no choice for me. I had to go. And so I think when I got older and he started using again, I really set hard boundaries and I was very firm. And I upset my mom multiple times and I make no apologies for how I chose to handle what I needed to do to heal from that process. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, like that's the, the healing is individual. So like what your mom may have needed or what anybody else needed is not what you know, you needed. And especially being a child, like going through that, seeing your big brother, you, you know, you I'm sure looked up to at points when you're younger, like start to do that and like not really understanding what's going on and then, you know, figuring it out. And I guess that those boundaries sometimes are like a nice, um, way to control what you can't control. Like that's the one thing that you, you have in a situation like that. Um, You said he's been sober now for almost two years. Um, How has your guys' relationship changed through that sobriety? Like, I know we've had conversations about, you know, him like coming and communicating with you and like being more open, but um, I guess just what has that looked like?
3: Yeah, definitely. It's, working progress aaron and i have in a sense built a wall around the two of us and i think we did that both when we moved out not only was trevor struggling with addiction our parents were also struggling with addiction and gambling and that is a whole case of its own but with the two of those combined those two addictions combined it forced Aaron and I out of the house at young ages. Neither one of us had even graduated. I was just starting high school. And I think we built this wall around the two of us where it was like, nobody can get in. This is just for us. We're bonding over the fact that we're going through this together. And slowly those walls are coming down. I'm letting mine down a lot faster than Aaron is. Aaron's going at his own pace. what he feels comfortable with and I'm getting there Aaron Trevor has made his amends actually with me which was insightful and helpful and you know it ended well so I think that our relationship is it's making progress back to where it used to be I I don't know what the future holds but hopefully, it can continue to get better from here on out. I have a very close relationship with Aaron. And I know that Trevor would like to have that same kind of relationship with me.
2: Yeah. Do you think that... I feel like some of these questions are loaded because I already know them. But you feel like with Aaron, like having, having him around helped you through that versus if you would have had to do that alone? 110%.
3: Aaron is my rock. I lean on my brother for everything. I, without a doubt, I just, I lean on him for everything. And if for whatever reason, my dad wouldn't be there at my wedding, Aaron would be the one walking me down the aisle. That is, I don't know how that would have looked for me had him not been there. I have another mom who took me in and fully supported me and I think that with her love and support and affection and that kind of thing that I would have been just fine but I think having Aaron made it 110% easier and in a way better because if I wouldn't have had him or if he wouldn't have wanted to be as close to me as we got older I don't know if I would have felt like our family would have been able to be mended after so many years.
2: Yeah. I feel like it goes back to the, what we talked to a lot of the people that have already been on here. We talked to them about, and I think it was um, Sheree last episode that says, if you can just find one person, just one person to get you through and just talk to and be open with. um, So I think that that's awesome that, you know, Aaron, that he was, he was that for you because it's hard, you know, doing anything alone is hard. And, we talk about it in our episode, obviously, where, you know, we all stayed really close through my mom's, through our mom's addiction. We all stayed really close. And I, I, I process a lot of things alone, but I mean, Jordan can tell you the first thing, the second I find out about something, I don't, I mean, he's top on my speed dial, right? Like I call him, <laughs> I'm like, I tell anything, Alex, you know? don't
3: tell anybody. And I know he's going to tell his brother.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When I say like, don't
3: tell anybody, it's minus Jordan.
2: Yeah. And it's just like. Yeah. What's well, funny just,
0: because like Alex will call me asking for advice. I'll give him my advice knowing damn well like there's a 50/50 shot of you, you know, <laughs> or not. Yeah, <laughs> like he's going to do just, what he's going to do, but I'm going to tell him what I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know. But um, no, I think just having having at least one person, you know, or or a tribe, you know, it takes a tribe, but uh, that's that's good that he was there for you. I was
0: just going to say it is, it is
2: difficult because we
0: like, I mean, I don't know your whole story, but I know like the, you know, bits and pieces um, and obviously like I know some of the family dynamics, I guess like, so it's one of the things with this, you know, the reason it's titled the final fix is like healing through the connection with people. And I think that like, you're a good testament to that. Like that, Trevor has been able to come back in your life through that communication that you guys have, and that he did make amends, and you guys are working on things.
3: It was hard. I, yeah.
2: yeah I it can... was a,
3: I still get hesitant, I think, sometimes just because that trust has been broken multiple times. And it's really hard to try to continue to give your trust back to somebody who's repetitively done things to break it. And things that, you know, I love my brothers with all of my heart. But there are things that I look at with Trevor that I'm I'm not proud of. I'm not proud to know that he did those things. And I know that he's not proud of himself either. But I hope that through everything that he's been through, that he's learned from it. And that he can do better. And that we don't have another time through this because... I don't know that any of us can handle another time through this. My mom, for sure, can't, and yeah. that's the one that matters the most.
0: Well, I think the fact that he he's consciously trying to do better and he's going through the steps, I think that's you know that's reassuring. What uh, what resources has he used? Do you know of that like have helped? I know one last time I saw him he had a hoodie on that. Um, I can't remember what it was for, but it was uh, about his sobriety and it was a good talking point. And um, I think that the accountability with whatever he has is good, but I don't know if you know uh, any like what resources he uses or...
3: I know that he attends a lot of meetings. I know he has a sponsor. I know that he had a few sponsees like he's really trying to stay in the community and use his resources the best that he can he lives in a, a clean and sober house so I think that he's he's using his resources to the best of his abilities I think that with all due respect to my brother that he could be doing a whole lot better I think that some recent events have come to light that have just made me know in my heart and in my soul that like he can do better and try harder but i know that he is trying and that he's doing everything that he can to continue to be sober and to do better for himself and for his son i i don't know of any specific names or titles or organizations or anything like that um but I hope that everybody is using their resources and is doing the best to their abilities to use them in the way that they're meant to be used.
1: Is there any specific way that you remind yourself um, and kind of comfort yourself in a way that he is trying uh, and is, you know, trying his best every day to stay sober? Because I feel like I kind of have a hard time with that with our mom, (laughs) like, it doesn't feel like they're trying, but in through conversation with other guests that we've had i I know that it's such a hard thing and such a weird thing to navigate through life. Um, but I just want to know if there's any like way that you you know self heal uh, through like the whole thing.
3: you know, I think my self healing mechanism is in this specific scenario is to not think about it because the more i think about it the more i stress out about it and i can look back on my childhood with my brother and i can remember probably a handful of good memories there's not that many i remember some pretty gnarly memories and when i think about those things it just makes me so frustrated and like i know this is a thing that i like work on in my relationship with alex it's like he is a very like very cool calm and collected kind of guy and there are things that happened to me literally 20 years ago that still make me upset and so (laughs) I try to just not think about it like when things come up you know my mom calls me and talks to me and tells me about things regarding Trevor and I love that my mom can vent to me about it but when that phone gets hung up like I just try not to think about it anymore because it just makes me frustrated it makes me upset because I know that my brother can do better than this. I know he, as a person, he's better than this. And I've seen him in very small doses throughout my life be better than this. So as much like for me, I went through a lot of therapy and that was a lot of self-help and healing. I I talked about it for months and like I, I literally didn't talk about anything else for a whole hour and I my brother was a very big part of my healing process and therapy and so I think that that was a big step for me and so that made it easier for me to turn off the switch when things do come up because I was able to process and heal and do all of those things so as things come up and they come to light, I talk about them with my therapist. I guess I should have mentioned that in the beginning, that I go to therapy because that is a huge help. I think everybody can have help from a therapist, you know? Um, So that's really great. And not thinking about it.
0: So the – I think that in itself, like, that you could process – because I think, Dom, like, kind of to answer your question, that, like, a lot of people have trouble – continually dealing with things because they haven't kind of closed that loop or closed that, you know, chapter or whatever. Like it's still something that's hanging over unprocessed. So that's – and, you know, like we've talked about before, like I feel feel like you've processed things the best, but also um, like that healing, talking to a professional does help close it in a different way. So I think that's awesome that you did that, Brooke.
2: I
3: had things that I didn't even – no bothered me or that I even thought that I remembered little details and things as she was talking to me and as we would uncover things, it was like more and more came to light that I was able to process and heal from and those things. And I, I really suggested to anybody who is like myself and is a talker because it helps have, someone to bounce things off of.
0: Yeah. I think the, the other thing I was going to say, um, that detachment, I think, I mean, that's kind of a theme, like, you know, you and Aaron moving out at that point, that's like kind of your earliest, uh, your earliest sense of control there that you could detach and, and focus on other things. Um, so it's probably got some carry over
3: there. I definitely detached from my parents as well. I I really was going through a very big struggle. I was personally bullied a lot in middle school. So not only was I at home with what felt like a mom who did not favor me and friends who did not like me and a brother doing heaven only knows what. And behind all of that, like there were friends of his that stole stuff from our house and like there were just there there were different things in, the, in that three years of my life that were unfolding that took me to a very dark place so when I moved out I completely detached myself from my family altogether I didn't really want anything to do with them anymore and I think that that is where Aaron and I's bond came in so close because he was the only person I felt like in the family that I could lean on because Trevor, I couldn't lean on because he couldn't, he was doing whatever. And my mom was so worried about taking care of Trevor. And my dad was so worried about working, trying to you know provide and do his thing that they weren't worried about what I was doing or they weren't worried about what Aaron was doing. Not in the way that it felt like they should have been when I was that age, because at that age, like what 14 year old moves out of their house to go live with somebody else. And so I think that I really just detached all together because I couldn't, I didn't know how to compartmentalize. So it was like all or nothing.
2: Kind of going back, I think Jordan, you asked what uh, resources he's using. I I don't, I know he's mentioned like cocaine anonymous, like CA and NA and all those things, but I will say uh, to the point of see i've never known trevor in active addiction i knew i guess i wasn't aware of it i knew of him in high school obviously so i i wasn't aware really that he was using but i will say that in the last two and a half years of every time i see him all he can talk about is recovery and how he wants to recover and almost every time i see him and he's comes over or we see him you know he had already gone to a meeting or he was on his way to a meeting or he was hanging out with his sponsor or he was going to hang out so i think that again it just shows you can't do it alone right like he's it seems like he is surrounding himself with people that want to do better and it's making him want to do better now obviously i can't speak to the personal relationship that brooke has but i it was just to your question i know that he's using a ton of resources it sounds like because it's all he talks about which is awesome and i think that it goes back to owning your truth like he knows like rook said he knows he could do better and he knows he messed up but it sounds like he's finally voicing that he knows it right like one of the things we saw with mom was she could be high as a kite and you'd be like what do you what's going on nothing but not like no not like just no accountability yeah. And it like, sounds like Feel good. Yeah. It sounds like from what you're explaining, Brooke, is that he's finally taking accountability this time around. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound like he didn't do that before.
3: I think that he's you know, I think that he was getting sober for different reasons before. You know, he I don't I don't want to go in and, and tell his story necessarily, but from his making amends, he explained to me what happened and when he was 16 years old, he broke his arm playing baseball and that kind of pretty much domino affected um, phase one, I call it. And then he got sober. He met his ex, his he met the mother to his child, his ex-girlfriend and had his child and was sober and been sober for a couple of years. And then at work, he broke his foot and that kind of domino affected phase, what I call phase two. And so... I think that this time around, he seems to be... There's sobriety for different reasons. So I think that he's taking it more seriously because he wants to and not because he feels like he has to. That is just my opinion. That's just my outlook from it is it seems like for different reasons this time, which could be making it better for him. and. I want him to continue to use his resources and do what he needs to do and lean on who he needs to lean on. And me being one of those people, if he needs it to be, so that he can be sober and continue to be sober every day for the rest of his life. Because that's all I want for him and you know, to be a part of his kid's life. And I know how much my nephew loves his dad and missed his dad when his dad wasn't around. I personally have seen... Two children, child A and child B, and child A and child B both had parents who were addicts, and child A cried about their parent, and child B did not. And that, in my eyes, goes to show the relationship that the child had with their parent. And child A is my nephew, who is very sad about his dad being gone. And it goes to show to me that he has a very good relationship with his father. And I want that to continue to grow and flourish. And so I hope that my brother continues to do what he needs to do, so that he can live his best life, and so that my nephew can live his best life.
0: There's a lot of like debate on um, addiction, as far as like if it's if there's. A genetic disposition where like somebody is gonna for sure like they're gonna be an addict it's a kind of the disease model um which takes some of the responsibility out and then there's like a choice model where it's like strictly you know based off negative choices that people make leads them to addiction uh, but i think that regardless of what view people have the like taking responsibility for your sobriety no matter how you got addicted you know whatever the underlying thing is taking responsibility and ownership and and kind of changing that identity in sobriety which sounds like you know that's what he's doing if if his whole life is revolving around recovery then you know that's that's awesome yeah so and the fact that he is trying to be that dad and trying to be you know in his son's life that's that's awesome
2: do you think that it's kind of a weird question to ask but do you think that it was a conscious decision i I don't want to say anyone consciously just picks one kid but I guess I don't know where I'm going with that do you think that it was a, a conscious decision or a subconscious decision like I, I know your mom so it's kind of hard to ask that I, I, mean, I know she I get would, what but. you're
3: saying like I know what you're trying to ask so I think that my mom no matter which child it would have been she would have done the same thing she would have treated us all the same I think that had it been Aaron, she would have done everything that she could have to bring him back to reality if it had been me i think she would done the same thing i think my mom is going to be there for her kids no matter what 110 percent, regardless of anything it doesn't matter who tells her that she can't she's gonna do it and i think she it's i think it's a very conscious decision i think that she that's who she is and she very consciously makes the decision to, yes, I'm going to go and do this. Even though my husband just told me he does not want me to do this, I'm going to go do this anyways. That's that's a conscious decision. I specifically told my mom at a point of Trevor's using that I'm not, this was, this was actually at the beginning of mine and Alex's relationship. Um, I was living in Florida at the time and I was home visiting Washington for Christmas break. And I told my mom very specifically, I will not be around Trevor. If he comes to this house, I will leave. And she did not listen to me. She let him come to the house anyways. And I left. And she cried and she was upset with me. And I told her, I said, Mom, I just told you specifically that I didn't want this to happen and you're letting it happen. So I'm making my decision. That's a very conscious decision. I think she makes her decisions very consciously. But I think that she would do it for any of her children no matter what. So I don't necessarily think that she favored Trevor. When I looked at it when I was younger, yes, I think that my mom favored my brother. But when I look at it as a more level-headed adult, I think that she was doing anything that she could to try to save her baby's life.
0: Yeah. To play devil's advocate, though, you could also rationalize by like, trying to be there for your brother. She wasn't being there for you and Aaron.
3: But... Oh, 110%. Like,
0: But... I mean, do you see that a lot with kids that get into trouble It's like the the good kid, the really, really good kid that's like excelling at everything gets noticed, and the really really bad kid that's getting in a lot of trouble gets noticed. But the per- kid that's just doing exactly what they're supposed to do, they they never get shit. So Yeah. Like Dominic, I, sorry, go ahead.
1: You, I cut you off. No, yeah. You're good. Um I feel like this is such a like good point because Um, when it comes to like the attention thing and favoritism and how you feel as a kid, because I feel like a lot of that can be mediated through education. And like you said earlier, if your parents just had a conversation with you and your, and Aaron, um, about what was going on and why certain things are happening and why you have to go to these things when you don't want to, I feel like it can be so, uh, what's the word? It can just be processed so much easier as a kid. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you were young but i feel like if you it's were so informative to,
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah. and there's a it way is. to teach it there's a way to talk to a kid about it like still and i not, don't think you, sorry I was just going to say, you don't have to be like, Hey, you're, you know, you're whoever is, you know, doing drugs off of bathroom toilet. Like you, <laughs> you can, you can break it down like yeah, to where, you know, they're not making great choices or however they want to put it. But like just having that conversation, communicating about it would help so much.
2: Cause that, I mean, as as weird as in, and awkward as it may have been, I don't know, healthy wise either, but that could have been a if your parents had a conversation with you, you could think that could have maybe turned into a bonding experience that you had with your mom. Right. Right. Like you guys were, you guys were on a mission to help your brother or whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know how. There was a lot of
3: time that it was, it was hard because you know I didn't support my mom in her decision to essentially enable Trevor. I, There was a lot of time that she essentially ditched me in our plans to go rescue Trevor or to be at his court date or to stand in front of a judge for him or to do this for him or to do that for him. She constantly left me to go do what he needed. And this is why we've been grown adults. My brother is five years older than me. I am 26 years old. My brother is 31 And there were times where my mom's like, sorry, I can't meet you for lunch because I have to go do this for Trevor. And it's like, it's been that way for the past 10 years. So it's become normal. But when I look at it as an adult, I don't think, oh, my mom's favoriting him. I just think that she's doing what she thinks that she needs to do for her kids. So I've, at this point, just gotten over it. And I just know that there's going to be times that I make plans for my mom that she's not going to follow through because she needs to do something for Trevor. And I don't, not anymore, do I feel like she loves him anymore or feels like he's more important? I just realize that Trevor needs her more than I do sometimes, you know? And I have a very different outlook on my brother and my mom and their relationship and addiction and everything now that I'm an adult versus five years ago I mean I've been I've known about my brother's addiction for over 10 years and in the past five years the past four years my view on all of it has changed a lot
0: that's just that statement was super super mature as far as healing you know you flat out you know your mom and brother are going to listen to this and you're saying like you're not holding that you just understand that their relationship has a different dynamic than yours is going to like that's that's super mature
3: yeah
1: i in a different way i feel like that's so good to hear because as i've gotten older i've realized that if my mom could choose us over the drugs i feel like she would um, and through learning and talking to all these people, I realized that it's not just so easy as, oh, I'm going to choose to, you know, not hurt my family today and all this stuff. But I'm just so happy mm-hmm. for you guys that, and you, that you've, you know, matured and realized these feelings and that you guys have had those conversations and, you know, have gone through the process of healing and all that yeah. stuff.
3: My family is definitely... In the past couple of years, I think that as a whole, we've gone through a lot of healing from a, for, through a lot of addictions. My I don't, I don't necessarily say that my dad's an alcoholic, but he does drink fairly often. And that within itself caused issues in our family. And then with the gambling, that caused issues. And then with Trevor's addiction, that caused issues. And so it was like our family could never catch a break and never get to a point where we felt connected as a family. And I still, to this day, don't think that we really feel connected as a family. And so I think that there was always, there's always been this big separation between us, but we're trying to mend and heal and be a family again. Not all of us are on the same page about that. So it makes it difficult but we're trying
2: it's not so different if, if, if addiction of uh impacts families and it might be a situation where like with us or with you it's your brother but with us it's our mom because i will say that there was points where i felt like even though i cut mom off i was the one that just kind of flat out cut her off i f- i would always be like you now i'd reach out to dominic and it wasn't even like a you know middle finger but i'd be like hey Have you talked to mom? I would always just call Dominic because I'm like, if she's going to call anybody or anyone's, she's going to talk to anybody, it's going to be Dominic. Like she's going to, you know, and looking back at that, I was like, I was trying to think about it. I'm like, did I I don't feel like I ever resented Dominic. I just kind of, like you said, I just knew that her relationship with Dominic was different. And I don't think I realized that until you just said that, to be honest with you, because that's just the perfect way to put it. I, I always was like, you know, I'm just gonna reach out to Dominic because if she's gonna say anything, it's gonna be to him. And I think your words of of it's just different between them. I think that's the perfect way, because that's exactly uh how it is with Dominic and with Jordan and with Hannah. It's just all of our relationships with our mom are they're just different and that's okay.
3: I had to uh, really come to terms with that because I for a very long time until I was 25 years old, I felt like I was losing my mom to Trevor. And I felt like I didn't get to have the relationship with her that I always wanted to have because she was trying to do her part to make things right for Trevor. And I get that that's where her priority was because, and she'll tell anybody this, you know, she feels like, Trevor's who needed her more. Aaron and I were okay. Aaron and I did okay without her. You know, not that our mom wasn't there, but we seemed to just do okay without her there. We didn't really need her to say, do your homework and get up for school and make your bed and do all these things. And Trevor needed her more than we needed her. And it just kind of like, and it doesn't make it fair, it doesn't make it right, it doesn't justify it, but it makes me come to terms with the relationship that they have so that I can come to terms with the type of relationship I have with my mom. And I'm not going to say that I'm her second option or her back burner, but I know that if something comes up with Trevor, she's going to drop everything and she's going to go be there for Trevor because she knows that Aaron and I are going to be okay. And that's just how it is
0: and that's not necessarily fair but um i think that you are at a point like that you can be empathetic with your mom especially like as a you know as becoming a parent like i think looking at your kids and if they have something wrong a like you kind of feel responsible like, yeah. what, could, what could you have done to not have that happen? And B, like, how can you save them or help them? And, like, there's a fine line between letting your kid figure things out and, like, grow in their strength and independence. But, uh, like, I got to imagine that your mom has just, A, some feelings that like, maybe she didn't do something right or, you know, maybe she feels, like, some sort of blame. Um, and then, like, that kind of protector role, like, still trying to come in and you know save your brother
3: and i can kind of understand where she's coming from i try now being a mom or being a stepmom i try to be more empathetic with her because i look at you know my two kids and i'm like would i do the same thing for them i think that i'm a little bit more of a tough lover than my mom is (laughs) and alex can uh, vouch for that one but i think that if my kids ever grew up and did anything that Trevor was doing, I would never enable them the way that my mom enabled my brother. I'm not saying I wouldn't help them or I wouldn't be there for them or I wouldn't love them or bail them out when they needed it. But I think I would go about it a bit differently.
1: Sure. Comes with experience, you know.
2: Education. That's like the biggest thing I feel like. We always end with
0: if you well, A, if you have any books or anything that you would recommend oh. people to, to read. And then um, two, if there's any parting thoughts and like knowing that your brother and your mom listen to this, like you could use this to say anything, anything you want. Or anything um, helpful for the listeners too. <laughs>
3: I I don't have any books. I, I mean I have plenty of book recommendations, but nothing that would benefit the the listeners in that way. Um, no
0: Fifty Shades of Grey or anything. No Fifty Shades of Grey. Upside <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm
3: reading King of Wrath right now, so there's that. I think to my brother and to my mom, because I know they're listening, I just want them to know how much I love them and how much that this podcast was as much for me as it was for the listeners and that this wasn't to make anyone feel, you know, any certain way. I love you both. And... You know, for the listeners I just I hope that whatever you're struggling with or you know that somebody else is struggling with that that you can get them help or that they can find help or that something changes and makes them want to get help because I know seeing somebody in that state is is never what you want. And I hope that everybody that struggles with addiction is on their way to finding help because I know that moment of of just hoping and praying that they make it through and that they are going to be okay. Because there were times where I didn't know where Trevor was. And when I saw him, it was like I didn't even know who he was because he looked so different and he acted so different. And so hopefully they take the steps that Trevor takes and get the help they need.
1: One last thing for the listeners, anyone really from me personally from everyone i just want to let y'all know that we love you we appreciate all the support everything you know we're only going to get better
0: in this process and we you know appreciate you listening yeah we do have instagram now too so be sure to give us a like on instagram uh, follow for updates and then any um, podcast platform that you're checking us out on the best thing you can do like subscribe if you i think it's Apple has a review. I think Spotify, um, you just can do like a, a like or something, but, uh, or leave a rating, but it helps us to get out there and more people to be able to find us. Five stars, okay? That's five, <laughs> well, like only it. five.
3: Five stars I'm yep. in my review.
1: If you or anyone you know are struggling with addiction, please reach out to the National Substance Abuse Hotline at 1-800-662-4357 for additional help. And remember, you're not alone.